Hello, welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to the Living Tribunal and the Infinity Watch. My name is Ashley Hubley. Joining me today, Ultimate Kieran Marchant. It is I. I am Kieran Marchant. Doesn't have the same like kind of ring to it. It's somewhat disappointing. No, it has to be Ultimate. Mm. Uh, also joining us, Astonishing Double Light. Hopefully this podcast doesn't go for three hours like our original spoiler discussion went for. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing was just you and me, right? Uh, I was about to check. I literally just got the video off my phone because I was, I was beginning to wonder and I couldn't I actually I swear I was involved was with this. I actually cannot remember who was on it. About it's, 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 yeah, I would it's feel broke. really weird if I wasn't. No, maybe it was you and you three, you two and Nick. No. If Nick did three hours, I'll be or was this? Shot. Did this happen like during my sabbatical? Could have been. It happened when Endgame came out, so I don't. April. Uh, it's just me and Ash. It's just me and Ash. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably, probably sabbatical. sabbatical then. Yeah. Yeah. See, Overwatch killed your opportunity to talk about Avengers Endgame. Uh, so we haven't worked out this episode. <laughs> We're talking about Avengers Endgame. The world has changed. None of us can go back. Released 2019, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, based on The Avengers by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, uh, starring Robert Janney Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Dor Rudd, Brie Larson, Karen Gillan, Danny Guerrero, Benedict Kwan, John Favreau, Bradley Cooper, P- Gwyneth Paltrow, Josh Brolin, Benedict Cumberbatch, Chadwick Boseman, Tom Holland, Zoe Saldana, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Tom Hiddleston, Pom Clementif. Dave Bautista, Letitia Wright, William Hurt, Kirby Smulders, Winston Duke, J.P. Badalon, Vin Diesel, Chris Pratt, Evangeline Lilly, Tessa Thompson, Renee Russo, John Slattery, Tilda Swinton, Hayley Atwell, Marissa Tomei, <laughs> Taika Waititi, Angela Bassett, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Linda Cardellini, Maximilino Hernandez, Frank Grillo, Robert Redford, Callum Mulvey, Ty Simpkins, Natalie Portman, D- James Darcy, Emma Furman, Lexi Rabe, and Samuel L. Jackson... After Thanos, an intergalactic warlord disintegrates half of the universe, the Avengers must reunite and assemble again to reinvigorate their tranced allies and restore balance. <sighs> All right. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say that credits is almost as long as the airway in Fast and Furious 6? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to um, It's About Family. 
available on all good podcasting podcasting services. Uh, Kieran, seeing as you didn't get to talk about it last time, what do you think of Avengers Endgame? Um, this movie is very long. I did watch it in two sittings. <laughs> um, what was the what was, was the, the the intermission point? Just before Black Widow dies. Spoilers. <laughs> like just before Volmir is like yeah. well, spoilers. If I'm for uh, just before that, it occurred to me the, like halfway oh. through the podcast, <laughs> hard, halfway through this MCU rewatch, where I never mentioned that we're going to go jump straight into spoilers, but it's fine. I think I think it's presumed. Like, it's yeah. a it's a rewatch. It's just you're supposed to be rewatching. I'm not watching it the first time. You crazy kids. You know. Um, this movie is. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think this movie does a lot better than Infinity War did because, as we said at the end of Infinity War, they killed, like, half the cast and just kind of really minimised um, cast members down a lot. Um, I think the interesting thing for this is really which characters get the, the best character arcs throughout this movie. And, and definitely, for me, it's more... Surprisingly, it's not always the main cast or the main heroes. Like, I think... Uh, Hawkeye gets a fantastic character arc throughout this. I think his whole um, arc in terms of him coming to terms with what he had turned into and what he did and his kind of moment of realising that, okay, that Widow kind of sacrificed herself for the betterment of him and, and for the betterment of everybody else. Um, I think between that and, of course, Tony Stark's kind of just whole arc going in this movie as well as you know after whatever we thought about tony stark leading to the past tony stark five years in after like later where he has this beautiful kid to look after um like has morgan has so much to live for and then he still makes that decision he's still very prepared to make that decision um i think this movie does a really great job of capping off whatever 10 plus years of the mcu like this movie does fantastically at not only wrapping some things up but adding to some things for the future um there's this yeah it's um it's good and i think towards the end of this i, I always feel like i always feel like there's this weird i don't want to say melancholy but there's a bit of sweetness to the end of this movie in many ways um in terms of um like captain kind of in his the into his arc um the end of tony stark's arc the kind of the whole end of later like the last like half an hour of this movie gets me a lot um there was a number of times i remember in theaters choking up at different moments a uh, new one was added today which was um when that first circle opens and chadwick boseman walks through it that was kind of tough for whatever reason like with his death and everything um that's the reason that's yeah that is definitely the reason 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. um i think that might be yeah 100 percent. i don't know why i said that but it's fine <laughs> it is definitely because of his uh passing and then man that scene with um morgan and happy at the end just gets me every time just because i think john favreau does such a great performance in that moment of um you know, Your dad like burger too. I'm gonna get you all the burgers you want. Yeah, like just okay. that interaction is just like it just melts your heart. And I think this whole movie, I really like how they kind of reincorporate Thanos in this movie. I still think there's a lot of kind of 
I really do hate the time travel aspect of this whole kind of saga in terms of some of the questions that I desperately, just for my own kind of narrative, need to, or you know, understanding the narrative, need to get filled in at some point with hopefully the Captain America series. It keeps getting rumored that we're probably never going to get. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy this movie. I do a lot. I think it does a great job at bringing all the cast back, showing things that happened between the five years and moving everything forward in this whole, as a whole. Yeah. Dylan, how'd you feel about Avengers Endgame? Just watch. Surprisingly, I really like this movie. Um, the, <gasps> the, the shock all horror. So, I, I think the first half of this movie is my favourite part, I guess. Like, it has, like, a lot of strong character moments and cool things and whatever else. My least... Now, let me boil down. My least favourite is, is the last half the, hour. Okay. However... I think this movie gets away with what other movies haven't, and is that I'm both going big CGI shit fest, but it doesn't really matter because this movie is that whole last half an hour, especially, you know, once all the Avengers show up and as soon as Cut says Avengers assemble for the first time, you're like, eh, it is a big CGI shit, fi- shit fest, but you're just riding on pure uh, emotion for all the characters at that point, so it really doesn't even matter. I don't think... I mean, I guess that's my my one big criticism is I just still think there is not a good fight in that end sequence, in my opinion at all. There are some cool moments. There are cool moments with Thor and Cat getting the hammers. I don't think there's ever a chance for it to be a good quote unquote. There could have been a better choreographed sequence when it was Captain Thor or something like that. I just I wish there was a better actual cool fight sequence. And that's my one big that's my one big criticism. But this is one of my favorite MCU films, primarily because of it is wrapping up all these stories. It is doing all these big character moments. I think, I think as far as hitting the nail of the majority of all the um, emotional character story choices it's trying to make, this film hits more than any other. And it kind of helps that it has more characters and it's quite long and everything. So it has more chances to do that. But I, I, I do think it hits most nails in hand. Of course, there was a couple of little criticisms I have, and I was, I've been critical in the past. I don't, I don't particularly like Thor's, uh, Thor's trauma being used as a joke by having him turn into a fat slob. And I know a lot of people go, well, that's not what it is, Dylan. In my opinion, that's what they've done. I wrote a whole article about it. You can read it if you want. Um, so that is like one of my other criticisms. It's, it's like, oh, he's, he's like a super depressed dude who's had, he's like lost everything. And now he's like sitting at home. He's fucking drinking all the time. I'm like, yeah, good, 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 good job. Um, but other than that, I think it's really fucking good. Like, it's it's funny. It's the most emotional of all the movies. Um, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I swear no matter how many times you rewatch it, you'll everyone's still going to choke up with Tony at the end. Like, I highly doubt it. Everyone's still going to choke up when Spider-Man comes back and he says, hey, Mr. you know, like, comes over and mm-hmm. he, he just hugs him and all the Like, this movie has so many, like, just pure emotional moments, so. Yeah. That moment as well, kind of, even though we're watching it next episode, um... Having rewatched this now since kind of watching Far From Home, um, as well as this movie does a fantastic job of, even though the five year skip only happens in this movie, we still feel the weight of everything in that. Even like Tony's reaction to seeing him for the first time, we didn't need a long period of time on non to understand exactly what he was going through in that moment. Like, you know, that, that's just. Well, I, I think the movie does a good job at basically saying the only reason, or the primary reason that Tony keeps thinking about it and wanting to actually look into the whole time travel thing, is because of Peter. 
Like yeah. that is the the pushing point. It's because he, you know, like at the start of this movie, I love the opening of this movie too. You know, like the whole space scene comes down, like gets the cap. He's like, I lost the kid. You can already tell he's like, that's the first thing on his mind. It's it's nothing else. It's not like what happened or anything. He's like, his first thought is I lost the kid. And that's like kind of what haunts him five years later. Also, as for the whole opening, opening's great. Kill Thanos. I remember being like in the cinema, like, oh, fucking okay. You know, like the, the title screen comes up five That's years like, later. Yeah. Oh, fucking K. Like, there's a lot yeah. of uh, yeah. brave choices that you, you, you kind of and, forget, I guess, if it's like the first time. The thing you always appreciate about this movie looking back is I don't think, did anybody have any idea that there was going to be this time skip in the no. movie? Like, nope. it was just fucking. They never announced it. If you go back and watch the original trailers, they did a really good job. At hiding sh- everything. Hiding everything about the plot. <laughs> no one knew anything. It was great. Like, uh, even though they have the shot of them in the suits heading to the time travel machine, they the trailer, specifically like, make sure they don't include pictures, photos of Thor and the Hulk. Yep, they just sort yep, of yep. edit around everything. Um, yep. You saw Ant Man and stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, we know he's in it." Cap, we know he's in it. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, uh, yeah, this I love this film. I think it's brilliant. I think, especially, it wraps up the the MC this phase, this era of the MCU so perfectly. Um, it obviously, I think it's just, it might have improved since just on the back of other stuff that we've had that maybe didn't miss the mark <laughs> when trying to wrap up such a long uh, running uh, storyline. Um, I love, th- there's so many moments in this that I wish I could have like watched for the first time again. Like obviously that opening is amazing. Um, opposite, we'll get into it like different bits and pieces, but yeah, such a shocking kind of opening first 20 minutes uh and then for it to go in a completely different direction and then for it to be such a beautiful homage to uh avengers and uh improves dark world kind of and <laughs> makes it makes important dark world fantastic like they they, whole they, segment they, is- they justified Rene russo's uh casting in those movies uh <laughs> uh yeah and then uh, i mean the last final battle is not meant to be some pretty well choreographed thing is meant to be one of those awesome comic book spreads where you've got all the different characters on the page fighting all kinds of different shit at the same time uh yeah so i i love it and uh you know it's filled with emotion and you know it's satisfying still funny as well they've got these great comedic moments as well uh yeah so it hits every emotional and uh note you could possibly want it to uh but yeah to me the only thing that I feel is Miss Thing was kind of, I feel like they didn't quite get the Iron Man, uh, Steve Rogers relationship tied up from Civil War. Sure. They, the first time they'd spoke since Civil War was that spat they have the thing after, is, right though, before they But that's Thanos. the thing. I feel like that spat is the, like, especially from Tony's point of view. Like, that, I, I had forgotten how impactful his performances during that section of just how distraught and like just lost he is as a person at that time because it is such a short segment compared to the rest of the movie where he is um kind of had his life brought back to life by and through morgan like it's um it is it's a really interesting take and, and i honestly do think I don't know if I 100% agree. Like, I think I, I think that it is someone handled, but they don't ever kind of get time to have a heart-to-heart, so to speak, to fix it. But 
I think at the end of the day, they just both characters are in a position of realizing that what they was fighting for back then is such a small thing now, and it doesn't. It's inconsequential. I kind of presume that they had it in the five years we don't see, because by the time Cap shows up at his house, they're it, amicable. You know, they're agree. normal. They're they're, they're at see, least amicable. If they yeah. want to bring Chris Evans back, Black show back. me that conversation. <laughs> I know, it would be nice to see, but I, I feel like at this stage, it's like, where would so, that yeah, fit and why? Yeah. <laughs> the thing it's, is, I think like, Tony already has such a fantastic, heartfelt moment with his dad yeah. that I think you wouldn't be able to have too many, like, kind of, you can't do heaps of those throughout the movie, like, just for the one character. I think his moment with Howard is unexpectedly wholesome and, and perfect in many ways, considering, so, once again, I didn't, I don't think I realized it the first time, but it seemed to be implied that that date that they went back was the day Tony was born, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's why he knew that Stark would be at that base. Because yep. obviously he missed the birth or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Good storytelling. Um yeah. How do we feel about the time travel in this? Obviously, uh Tony Stark figures it out somehow, really quickly. You know, he figures out the perfect pattern, uh, and then they go into this long diatribe about how the time travel works in this. It's not like Back to the Future, where you go back and if you kill, you strangle baby Thanos, everything won't, won't just be right. So, Kieran, obviously you've got some issues with the time travel mechanics I in just, this. I just don't understand how, for a number of them, I don't understand how Captain America is supposed to return them at the exact same moment. Like, I don't understand how he returns the, um, Soul Stone. Like, I just don't, that does, just, I don't understand how that works. Same way you got it out. Soul for soul. So who's he gonna kill? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, that's, it's just a weird... I mean, Maybe they just take it back. Maybe, yeah, maybe they only need to soul the take. He just literally, he goes... You look a bit like a guy I used to know in 1940, and Red Skull goes, nah, not me. But no, I'll have that stone. I don't remember. Thanks. It's been so long, my memory's messed <laughs> <Yeah. up. laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. And then also, I don't get how Captain America stayed and then looped back around to the same time period. Well, he would have just jumped from his timeline, too. You think old Steve Rogers jumped? Yeah. That's the only way it actually makes sense. That's the, but then wouldn't he, he wouldn't he just I jump think, back to where they were I trying to pull him that's back what, to? I think that is specifically what uh, the Russo said in an yeah, interview they, recently. I, I think it was, because I remember we talked about it, we spent a lot on the Captain America thing in our spoiler cast, and then I think like a week after that, one of the Russos was like, well, he actually time-travelled or something like that. And that, that because that was my, uh, my biggest problem with the time travel was Captain America. Up until that stage, I was like, I'm, I'm fine with all this. This all see-. As far as time travel makes sense, I was pretty yes. much okay with the, the movie up until that point. And then it got to Captain America, and I was like, that doesn't fit the the rules that you've created for time travel in this universe. So, um, I, yeah, I think Ash is right, and they were like, oh, he time traveled back, which is the only way it makes sense. He, no, and he doesn't have to time travel straight back to that spot. That was just the... Um, it was just the, I don't know, it was just but the that's collection how the, But that's what I thought, that's how the suit worked, is you travel, time travel back to the quote-unquote gateway that they used to jump. 
Because that's how it all worked for everybody who jumped earlier in the movie. That's if you press the home button. But he manually travelled. It's not like when they travel from uh, nineteen or two thousand or whatever, you know, Avengers one timeline, and then they travel to the. But they travel to different planets. They travel from like Volmir back to. Yeah, and they uh, don't need a gateway on the other end or whatever. They just. No, no, no. But they travel from Volmir. They go back to the same spot on Earth. They go back to the Avengers. So Captain America got whoever Hank Pym or whatever to help him. Go back wherever he wanted to go. Well, no, because no, but I wouldn't guess. he? But no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, wouldn't he have appeared in the device that they were? I mean, that would have been the using. easier way to do it. But you know, Cap's a bit of a, you know, he yeah. Would, I, sh- I assume he, he chose wanted to, say, to on your left again, but didn't. You yeah, know. I assume he chose to not appear there just so he could appear on the bench. Yeah. Can Can I say rewatching this time? Bucky totally knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like looking at Bucky and his whole reaction and how he even before, says goodbye. Yeah. yeah, and then him being like, "Sam, you go over there." Is Bucky knew? Bucky was a hundred percent like, "You're not." Yeah, but he wasn't sad. He was happy for him. He was like, he was yeah, happy for him, but at like, the same time, shit. he was like a totally across it where Sam was a little bit ignorant to that fact and just thought he'd be jumping back at the the same moment. Yeah. Well, if he told them, they wouldn't have let him do it, probably. Mm. Mm. Can't mess with time travel. It's funny how, like, rule-breaking Cap is to to completely live out a life in an alternate timeline type thing, so... Uh, But yeah, that's the only way it makes sense, if he he travels back and... Whatever, It, 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 it leaves open for them to, literally, if they can't get... Um, Chris Evans back they can just cast someone else and they could do a Loki show that's like Captain America where it's him in alternate timeline fucking with a mustache working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or something you know like <laughs> some some weird shit I don't know. yeah uh, I guess kind of on that how do you feel about the last shot um, obviously when the movie was released it was a bit of uh, a little bit of a few a segment of the audience was not happy that you know Captain America and Peggy kind of ended up together especially seeing as in out the main timeline peggy goes on to have a husband and two children uh so you know is it is it wrong for steve rogers to they like swoop no, so in out- at the point in time when she's available let's see it's an alternate timeline peggy that he is with like he, he didn't stop them he that's didn't the thing. stop those kids from being born because technically yeah. the two timelines have been just smushed together he's not suddenly sharon's father like under the under well, this uh, film's uncle because uncle she's, sorry yeah yeah, yeah um, it, he's under this under Avengers time travel rules it doesn't you know like none of that gets weird where he suddenly becomes a parent or it's not Back to the Future because of which because they, they of joke Tony's, about in the movie so because of and it's all based on Tony it's because of Tony's stipulation that the same five years. The, the, the five years that's already passed doesn't get deleted and just people who are blips just get brought back. Because of that stipulation, it just means that the two timelines were just smushed into one. No. Kind of? Like, oh, no, I what, guess not. What you, I think the no. thing that confuses me always is Thanos, but Thanos came through the time. Thanos is an alternate timeline Thanos that just comes yes. and time travels, which means there is the universe he travelled from is actually the perfect universe now. Without a Thanos. 
Yeah. But I guess Perfect that the answer to that though, is yeah. saying that maybe, you know, because c- there's infinite universes and infinite possibilities, then the answer to that is, well, there's, an, there's a timeline where a Thanos then travels from another timeline to that timeline. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it just loops yes. indefinitely. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, time travel, you can't get a uh, solid exact answer to everything because you can just check yeah, out Captain the America infinite possibilities. Is- Captain America is the problem to their time traveling. I mean, it'd, it'd be interesting if the obviously we're getting the multiverse coming up. What if the cause of the multiverse is Captain America not doing returning the stones properly, and like I would obviously not like setting that. up this time. No, I don't think timeline. so. I don't think they're gonna mar his so, the yeah. the quote unquote ending to his story. I don't think they yeah. would do that. I think that would. No, be I don't think it was to... his fault, but was like. We thought no, we could just easily think, fix it, but we but can't. Not it's, only it's that, not that I simple. think I think by doing that, you're then circling back into that story arc instead yeah. of starting a new one and moving yeah, like, forward. They're like, oh, no, but that implies saga. that that action causes the next phase to have its has nah, ripple effects. I'd to the much next prefer, phase. it's probably it'd be they need to do something for this phase or this section or whatever they're going to call this section, the the whatever the saga is. It needs to be something completely detached, saga. completely detached from the Infinity Stones. We're, we're, sure, at the start we're going to be dealing with the effects of that and everything that happened because of it, but mm. the new problem and the cause of it is going to be something completely different. See, I would say without spoilers for One Division, you're, you're saying like cause, effect, and this sort of stuff. I think if One Division's heading the direction we think it is currently, which pro- it's over which by this we're episode about, right? seven. So, Currently, yeah, at the time it's, of recording. It's, yeah, yeah. So, but if uh, the direction that show is heading, that means that potentially cause and effect of stuff because of Endgame and Infinity War could lead to multiverse anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of One Division revolves around Infinity War and Endgame anyway. Like, yes. it, it, the whole reason that show's happening is because of those movies and what happens in those movies. So. It's still continuing. It's not like there's nothing, no connective yep. tissue to, to past story. Yeah. Uh, do you think we see time travel again? Um, because yeah, obviously I'll... they have announced Kang the Conqueror as the villain in Ant-Man, who is a known time yeah. traveler. So Maybe I was going to say Ant-Man is probably the only movie that we know of right which... now that I'm like, yes, it, that makes sense because he's already explored time travel now and his whole technology for his suit and everything is the kind of the centerpiece for time travel so um yeah it's it's a case of i think if it, any of the movies are doing it it's going to be ant-man but i also think marvel is going to be extremely wary of time travel in the coming movies just so they're not treading on any toes from that they've already set previously as well as not putting them in any sketchy situations with having to explain things I'm fine with them doing more time travel stuff with the rules they've set, as long as it isn't spared by, oh, I want to time travel to save my lost loved one, or you know, something that's just like, we know that's not going to end well. It's sort of like a typical time travel story. If they want to do literally, oh, let's just explore an alternate time zone to see if we can discover more science shit, and you know, like something like that, and then they bump into some bad guys, they, you know, whatever, that's just a catalyst, and sure. Uh, okay. So, Kieran, how did you feel about the Thor storyline? Obviously, Dylan has his uh, issues with it, but um, I guess I've never really thought about it from Dylan's perspective, and I do agree. Um, that 
definitely um like definitely there should be a lot more coming from it and, and, and i guess in many ways i don't feel like his story is i guess i know that he's got more stuff coming along but i don't think there's been a Actually, the original Avenger treated the worst, in my opinion, and that's and I think that yes. is because he has the. Oh has the, no! I think the Hulk's treated worse than him, because I think the uh, Hulk. So I, I was thinking, I was thinking Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Thor, like the the three that had movies. <laughs> Hulk hasn't had a solo movie in the proper MCU. You know what I mean? And, like and, the, well, Iron Man. I think Iron Man's uh, I think out of that because I think we can all agree Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow has also been no, but she's getting a movie. She's getting yeah, one. Uh, posthumously. No, yeah. I don't think that's uh, no. I think to, to be honest, that's I think they've what's been. But, yeah. but no, but at the same time, I don't think either of those characters have ever been treated as a joke. Whereas what? I think Hulk in um, for me, Hulk in Ragnarok, I didn't like that because I think it. Like, there's a lot of character exploration for him as a character that's missed throughout Ragnarok. I think Hulk in Endgame of Infinity War, I feel like we're still missing a lot of exploration there. They, they, Hulk in Endgame is better, but they literally, because of the time jump, they 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 brush over him actually dealing with yes. his whole demons yeah. and all that in a in a in a two sentence conversation in the, in that bar or restaurant, whatever it is. Yeah, you and know, and so. then. Also, at the same time, I think Thor, Thor's perfect bookend almost is like is is the end of Ragnarok. He is at his best possible place at Ragnarok, and then everything just go no at the end of Ragnarok before before Thanos when he is like the end of Ragnarok where Asgard has been destroyed. His but brother's I think dead. His the brother's dead. His father's no. Well, his brother's not dead. His, his brother's dead. not dead yet. His sister's no, almost murdered the, him and taken his no, eye. No, but I think he's in the best place fit as a character. No, but I think as a character, he's in his best place where he is accepted, his responsibility, and he is wanting to move forward with that and wanting to shoulder the burden of being king of Asgard and he's ready. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him from there onwards. And I don't like the end of... I don't know if I... I, I really like the, the message at the end is I'm not going to be who I'm supposed to be. I'm just going to be who I am. Which is like, I guess as a character, he, at this point in time, he doesn't know who he is. Which is like, wait, but we've done all this shit for the last fucking... No, I disagree. I I think uh, Thor gets one of the most interesting arcs, obviously. He's dealing with his own personal trauma. Uh, of course, How does he straight- deal with it? Drinking. Drinking. <laughs> you know, and then finally, you know, he gets his heart to heart with his mother and finally, you know, he Even kind of accepts... Uh, no, but even know, he he's still worthy. No, no, no. But even post heart to heart with his mother, he has that discussion about he should be. He needs to be the one that uses the glove. He needs to be the one that fixes it. He is so desperate to fix his past mistakes and be the yeah. catalyst that fixes his. It mistakes. doesn't come automatically. No, that's why that, he's going he off with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in the film. But so then he doesn't have a book and he hasn't dealt with it. Yeah, because he's still got movies. You're, you're saying that he's got good character progression because there's still more movies to come. Yes. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> I'm judging this movie against this movie. <laughs> you okay. know, like... I, I still think he's got good character progressions. I don't I, I don't think he starts at A and, and still is at A at the end of the film. 
So, but he Neither doesn't do end I. up B. He doesn't but end up B. He's like halfway through his journey by the not end. Not everybody of gets to B. You know, <laughs> everybody's journey takes different amount of time, Kieran. You know, don't force people to figure out their problems in three and a half hours. Is all I'm saying. But the, but the thing is, right, the way he acts towards the end of the movie is he's acting like he has been to B. Like, they want the audience to feel like he's at B when he's not at B. Isn't that more interesting, though? <laughs> no, but, like, it's, it's more... The way they play it off is this kind of happy kind of... Not happy, but very positive, like, hey, Valkyrie, you can be king of Asgard. I, I'm just going to be me. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go out there and do it. Where it's like, he's not dealt with any of his trauma. Like, not here, really. He's not... It's a process. There's two, there's two characters in this movie that are... Or three, sorry. There's three characters in this movie who are shown to us as the ones who are struggling the most... Everyone's struggling, but are struggling the most post-Infinity War. That is Hawkeye, who's just going on a fucking killing machine rampage. It is Black Widow, who is addicted to, like, work and trying to save as much of the universe as she can, as we're shown in that scene where everyone's kind of like, like, tell her to calm down. Like, we're doing yeah. as much as we can kind of thing. And uh, the third is Thor. My biggest problem, and this is what it boils down to, is that Hawkeye and Black Widow, with their obvious issues, are taken seriously and they're given serious moments with other characters. And Thor is just treated as a joke for the entirety of the movie. And everyone's counter-argument is, but he's still worthy and he gets the hammer. Storytelling. And I go- Well, it's on you he for doesn't get like a, a co- joke. You know? But no, 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 he is no. Yeah. If you No, 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 no you can't say that. By saying that, you're saying, I'm taking those scenes as a joke when they're meant to be serious. When yeah. They're very obviously, he's meant to be the comedic relief. The main piece of comedic relief in the movie. And that's my major hang-up. It's he dark is the comedy, joke. that's what it is. No, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> you are. This is actually this is this is arcade couch actually trying to rip on freaking no. Games Pass, defending a point that internally he knows is wrong, but he's there and he's sticking with it now. No, I, I think you can be both comic relief and have a serious point anyway. So you what? Could. So what's the serious point? You know, it doesn't matter what stage you're at. You know, you can still achieve great things. You can still. Fight the bad, good fight and prove yourself worthy. And, you know, it's only what you think of yourself that's important. You See, for me to prove my point, I just go, look, over there, there's a thing. And everyone goes, looks. And I go, oh, yeah, I can see that thing. For you to prove you po- your point, you've dug, a, you've dug about 20 meters into the ground and gone like, you see, down there. <laughs> you see you a point be, I'm making? Look, you could, have, you, could, you could become an alcoholic, but as long <laughs> as you save the day as an alcoholic... You're a okay. Like you, you've got like not a okay. Wow. You, I guess alcoholics is no coming back, huh? No, but what what you've just said is like, don't worry about your problem of alcoholism. You've been, you've saved the day. Great progression. Well, they stopped drinking. Did he though? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll come back to this after the next phase and see where we're at. Uh. <laughs> but but let me just say, if it, that's how you're going to end it, if we come back after Thor, uh, Love, Love and Thunder, Thunder, and I like it, Kieran likes it, you like it, and we're all like, great fucking movie. And then you, go, and then you go, thank God, Thor was at the point he was yeah, at the end you, of Endgame. You, you cannot then go, ha, Dylan, 
I gotcha. See character progression. Because it's a different fucking movie. So, 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 just to sort of thing, just the thing, how long through Love and Thunder does Thor all of a sudden get ripped for some reason? Ah, uh, right at start. That's my like, like, I know, yeah, he hasn't that. been doing much, you know, you get, you do because, a couple, you know like what? a year of, They've like- already done that with his, like, you know what? Fucking, we cut out of his eye. Big impactful thing for the character. Looks kind of fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the next movie he's in, they're just like, oh, here's a thing to write that out of existence. So There's already, I mean, we've already seen this, the, the, the shots where they're filming it, and he's just, you know, back to normal. Buff, yeah. Chris we don't know how long just- they've been in space. Let me just clarify. It's he not fights so much, problem. you know, he'll burn those calories real quick. <laughs> it's because people take. I swear, <laughs> it's not that I have a problem with him being fat, and because a lot of people like go, "Well, no, it's how that's used." He could have been, he could have been, a fat, he could have been fat Thor or whatever you call him, and it just—it's treated as a joke. That's my problem. It comes down to how it's treated. So they—they could have kept him the same in the next movie and done it differently. I don't not think they never make jokes about him being fat. I think it's more of him just not taking care of himself, which isn't necessarily any which leads to the him. same thing, right? I don't move know. on, <laughs> fucking move on. We're all day. You're like, oh, let's not go for three hours again. Let's argue yeah. about fucking four. <laughs> uh, well, he he deserves he deserves his time. He's got such a great arc during Look, the film. All right, uh, <laughs> we're, we're not building the MCU anymore. It's been built and they've it's knocked it built. down in like yeah, half so. this time. Like it's you know. Uh, I get who, 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 well, who do you think had the most interesting arc in the film, then, Kieran? Um, I actually want to say Hawkeye. I actually really like like where he is at the end of this movie compared to where he like is beginning at the start because he, I think he he's undervalued as a character and he's used really fucking well in this movie. Like he's he's used really well as a as that grounding point of. He has, with the lengths he's gone to, why does he deserve to get his family back and live? Should go to jail. Well, he was just killing bad guys. Whatever happened in the blip stays in the blip, you know? He was was the MCU version of the Punisher. He wasn't just, like, straight up... He wasn't just killing them, though. He was, like, massacring them. Like, the way Rhodey talks about it is, like, you've seen what he's doing, right? Like, it's not just... That's what happens Light when you murder. use a sword. <laughs> you know, it's not nice and clean. You know? You have to hack oh, it right at the right I points know, to yeah. get the, the arteries. I don't know. I didn't it's see ca- any... It's, it's called a katana, I believe, by the way. Oh, okay, well, sorry. Mm. And also, well, I didn't see sword, any... So. During the section where he was fighting through that, like, you know, either China or Japan or wherever that was, um, <laughs> was I didn't see... Japan. <laughs> I didn't see no blood. There's no blood in Marvel movies. Apart I didn't see from- it's incredible. He just wipes it, wipes it over his shirt, and can just magically clean. Next level clothing. Um, Star my answer tech. for this question is Iron Man, because this is basically Iron Man's movie. I feel like yes. that's. The- no, I also agree. I was trying to go for the non. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't not go like if the- yeah, that's the, the most obvious. One, I feel. I don't feel like, I don't, and I don't even feel like anyone else even gets particularly close. No, Cap would be the follow-up, I guess, because, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's the most obvious. Like, who who gets their defining moments and then this movie? It's the two characters who are killed, or you know, killed from the MCU. Uh, Black Widow, 
gets shafted. I think they do it on. They don't give her too much time this because they obviously knew they were going to give her a solo movie, so she wasn't gone from the MCU forever, forever. Whereas Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans were, so um, that's probably why she doesn't get as much moment with those two. But yeah, no, it's it's Robert Downey Jr. by mile, and then Chris Evans as Captain America as the follow up. Actually, well, now that you a- mentioned Black Sorry. Widow, I will pr- point out. Uh, obviously, we talked about last time when Gamora went off the edge and hit the ground. There was a lot of green on the ground. A lot of red. A lot of red on the ground. Maybe there was. I had to sell that. Yeah. But the the thing was, that for me, I remember sitting there in the cinema and Tony Stark's kind of ending moment being the snap, but him saying, I am Iron Man is fucking insane. Like, that for writing is, like, for me, is absolutely fantastic because it's those three words that really almost started the MCU because even though Iron Man was a great movie... He doesn't even say it. I never noticed it because we just did the rewatch, but he goes, doesn't he, at the end, he goes, I am, and then it just cuts the credits. So, you know, like... Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and that's the thing where he, he kind of... We cap off this 10-year period with him saying the thing that started it, and it's so fantastic. Like, it is, you know, it is... It just makes the whole thing feel like it's bookended so well. And that character's progression as a character... Uh, Tony's progression as a character is is really good. It's it's fantastic. No one else I appreciate about that scene, actually, that I kind of only picked up this, this rewatch, was that Thanos... Only says I'm inevitable because he watches back the video um, through uh, Nebula where he says I'm inevitable uh, before he dies. So then Thanos says that, alternate universe Thanos says that to Tony Stark later. And he's only saying that because he got told to say that, which is kind of funny when you think about like the meaning of inevitable and the fact he's like copying it off an alternate (laughs) version of Thanos and all that. And then Tony following it up well. Him saying it was inevitable. I am Iron Man. Yeah. I am Iron Man. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's well put together place for the MCU and, uh, also this film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Nebula. 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 Another Nebula. She's great in this film as well. Uh, right from the start and playing the, the little goal kicking game. Uh, right through to the end where, you know, she's helping. She's I definitely feel like Karen Gillan grew into that role, especially since we're watching these films a lot closer. Um, yep. It's like she's fine in the first one, but it's definitely just a little bit too heavy with the like yelling and marching with the the uh, aggression cultism or or know, something like the... she's like it's the same character. She's playing with that same sort of angry tension at all points or whatever. But it's just. She's definitely nailed it nuanced, in this yeah. and Guardians too, but yeah, like she knows the character a lot better. You can tell so, and yeah, she she does a really good job. This that that opening scene with the the soccer thing is is quite, quite funny. You're Tony being like, and you've won, like, you've, you've, you've won, it's you've beaten um, <laughs> It's kind of messed up that she kills herself. Like she just <sighs> fight out. She's cold blooded killer, man. Ice herself. Do. It's like oh shit, yeah. okay. Uh, but at the same Listen, time, you need to like, leave it in the past. Kill it if you have to. There you go. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but I think at the same time, um, she's she's a character that has excellent serious moments and then excellent comedy, and they don't have to be the same thing. It's true. Say so. All right. <laughs> uh, let's move into Stanley signing for this episode. Um, Stanley, 
in his final appearance in a MCU film. Uh, uh, is digitally de-aged as a car driver in 1970, driving past army base Camp Lee and shouting, Hey man, make love, not war. Uh, the scene also features Lee alongside a digital recreation of his wife, Joan, Joan Bucock Lee, as she appears in the year 1970. So, nice moments. Um, it, it, is an, is a, it is a nice one. It's a very quick one. It's kind of a throwaway one. I, I, I think the story is better than the actual moment. Yes. That one. Yeah, very and much. I, and I'd still say my favorite Stanley moment is still Captain Marvel. <laughs> so, if, yeah. if, if we're ranking them. Yeah. All right. And that's been your final Stanley signing for this uh, MCU rewatch. Uh, so, uh, Kieran, what's your most Marvel moments from Avengers Endgame? I think I remember, I guess, like, the main moment I remember from the viewing, I guess, is Captain America. Not, well, two moments. Captain America using Mjolnir for the first time was fucking dope. Meow, like, meow. Meow, um, is Is really dope. It's just, like, kind of one of those things they've been, it's like a small thing that they've been building up throughout all of the MCU with um, who else is worthy of using it and having that moment and then also using that moment to be like just the small moment of him using um the axe and then thor making them swap and him having the being like you use the you small have one. the small one <laughs> you have the small one uh, but then also there is the avengers the avengers assemble moment i think um it it is fantastic at kind of making like you just be in awe of the amount of characters they've built up throughout time. Other than a couple, you know, the Wakandan soldiers or the uh, sorcerers that are used in it, everyone else on the Avenger side are Avengers kind of characters. They're, they're, they're characters that have been built up throughout these movies and we know them and we've had moments with them and I think it's absolutely fantastic to see that. Um, and I think it's a, it's a very amazing and truly unique moment in cinema okay uh dylan what's your most marvelous moment uh yeah so my number one pick would have been avengers assemble because that is the like it is the the comic I mean, book it's moment. a great line but it makes no context in of him saying that at that moment when they've already assembled you fight us on the weirdest shit, I swear. You, you really <laughs> I mean, it, I mean the it's just... Odd hills to die on, Ash. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that he said the line, but it just doesn't, you know? Where else does he say the line? Because he's only just realized I don't, he I has, don't think you can he, say the line. He's only just realized he has Avengers to assemble, okay? He's I, like, I like, oh, I like how I like how I complain about the CGI Smash Fest, and Ash is like, it's just supposed to be a comic book spread, and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. And then I'm like, you know? I love that moment, just because it's so epic, and everyone's there and you feel super emotional and I, you know, I teared uh-huh. up the first time I watched it. I nearly teared up this time watching it and Ash is like, Fuck Actually, just a, minor, <laughs> just a minor thing because it just reminded me. If we're going to pick up on stupid lines in this movie, there is the moment where Captain Marvel blows up an entire fucking spaceship by herself. She comes down, she talks to Peter Parker and Peter Parker's like, are you sure you're going to be okay with this? Not only him asking that is a dumb fucking question, but then all the women come down and they're like, she's got backup. And it's like, she doesn't need backup, guys. She just fucking blew up the shit by herself. It, Maybe it they didn't that. see it was her. You know? That that whole set, that couple seconds was literally the scene that someone cut out and took to like Disney PR and said like, yeah, we we have women characters. I don't know what the internet's saying. Like, we, 
Captain America was uh, Captain Marvel's directed by women. We got another women. Look at the, we, we we don't hate women. That was that was pretty much what that. <laughs> that scene was, was that was what that scene was. But yeah, I just thought I'm like, we've just shown how like strong this woman is. Why? What? Why? What? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't Peter, Peter just didn't see it. You know? <laughs> he was so and focused also, on holding women, that, that gauntlet. Half those women didn't even know each other. They just were like kind of all turning up being like, yeah, we're all women. We're all going to do this. It's like, okay. It was just a coincidence that all the women grouped together. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I mean, the line's great. You know? is there, do you have another moment? So you just, Kieran oh. brought that one up. Tony Stark. I'm picking the easy ones, but I feel like I can't not pick the easy ones and so yeah. yeah, if it's not that, then I the run up would have to be an Iron I am Iron Man. So yeah, they're the, they're the two highs of the movie for me. So uh, I'm going to give my most marvelous moment to the moment I realized uh, what they were doing with the time heist. That they were going back through the past films to grab <laughs> to grab the stones, specifically New York during Avengers. I thought that was. A cool moment and obviously led to very some, a lot of cool moments uh whether it's hulk being very upstairs i'm uh, very upset about going downstairs uh cap tricking hydra that is then- that's not a marvelous moment but it's a fucking hilarious moment just because that the way he just like leans in and then they don't do anything. They, they just don't, do that they don't, cut. They like- just cut to that shot from outside the elevator of him just walking out i'm like that's perfect <laughs> it's like really you 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 actually believe Captain America's part of Hydra? The guy like looks at the Grillo or whatever and goes. Well, how else? How else? <laughs> how else would he know? That, you know? How yeah, else would he know? There's no other way he could know. Really, it's uh... unless he was part of Hydra. You know? You know? And then you got America's ass, and then uh, they set up the Loki film, the TV series. Yeah. Series of great moments. Um. Yeah. Is there anything you guys else would you want to talk about? Um, just a couple minor ones, like, just, when they do arrive in New York, and they see Hulk smashing shit up, and then, like, modern-day Hulk's, like, like, uh, maybe smash a couple of things, and he, like, he, like, gently kicks a taxi as he walks by and stuff, just, that just kind of- Just is not humor, into it at all. No, he's just not. I think the humour is great. Um, oh, and also the other line that got me was- uh, um, Black Widow and Hawkeye talking, and Black Widow, I, I, you know, I talk to a raccoon that eats trash or some shit, and Hawkeye's immediately like, I, d- I don't think he's a raccoon. Like, just, just those little moments are just so well done, and I think, um, you know what, I, personally, I don't mind, even though I broke it up and watched it in two cinemas, I probably very easily could have w- watched it all together, because I think- How do you watch it in cinema? I watched it all all up. All okay, together. I was waiting for you to say I brought two tickets. Yeah, I brought two tickets. I was like, I waited until my alarm went off, and then I left no, the no. cinema and came uh, back. But I think it Except gives the alarm that again. runtime. That runtime gives it gives characters a lot more space to have their moments throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, was there anything you needed to That's talk about? Shit. No. Nah. Good movie. Enjoy it. Lots uh, of good things. Oh, the obviously the memorial to Tony Stark at the ends. Yeah, uh, sad shit. Love you three thousand. Fucking hell. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Incredible. You know, Even the hell. um credits with their signatures on I I still think that's probably one of my favorite credits kind of sequences out of any kind of credits. Well it's 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 
you know, if, if the way they talk about it as being this is the last chapter of the first book, it is literally them just signing the last pages of the book kind of thing, you know, like it, yeah. all the all the main players type thing. And then, yeah, talking about credits, I love how there's no end credit sequence. Just no clues. It. But again, again, that kind of annoys me how we actually got Spider-Man. I mean, maybe we can talk about that next week, but uh, like, because I, I, I love leaving the cinema and just being like, well, that's it for a while. We got nothing. Cool. Like, no teaser. We don't know where it's going. It really did just feel like the end of a era, you know, like the end of 10 years of something we've all been watching. So, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. All right. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. I just remembered something. That fucking girl who's cast as Cassie. Man, it feel, feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> now you feel bad. <laughs> I forgot that they actually had a girl play his teenage daughter in it. I kind of forgot about that. And then when she showed up, I went on to IMDb. I'm like, man, is that been a story written about her? And I like looked it up and apparently someone... You know, she yes, gave some she article know. to e- I've said e- this news. on the podcast. Yeah, I probably forgot that. And then she, like, she, like, someone, she didn't know and then E! News or someone was like, how do you feel? She's like... Uh, a bit let down, but you know what can you do? Because they, yeah, because they recast her for the the next movie. I'm like, man, yeah. So that, so when she came on, I was like, man, that sucks to be you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> can I also say, right? Just because this like, maybe it's Agatha all along. Wow, that's all I'm saying. Just just because half the world's population is just disappeared, does that mean just like just garbage collections just not going to be a thing anymore like just because half the garbage truck drivers were <laughs> all the garbage truck drivers got cl- snapped just that's unlucky that's that's, a, that's, a, that's an effing chat that, that is the last thing I'm saying I know I've talked about this a lot but boy god seeing that opening couple shots and just the world and all that sort of stuff I'm like fuck just give me the leftovers but the Marvel Universe yeah. version like that's it's the number one thing I want at the moment yeah Although I don't see I, how people deal with this shit. It's very amusing. Someone I saw someone tweet the other day that they watched the film back and they started crying when Paul Rudd sees his daughter. Uh, not because it's Paul Rudd seeing his daughter. It's like, that's what it'll be like when we leave quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Touching each other's faces, hugging each other. You know, it'll be like, it'll almost be like a five year gap for some people. Almost <laughs> crazy. Probably. All right. Uh, comics recommendation for this week we have Marvel Universe The End uh, written by Jim Stalin, penciled by Jim Stalin uh, I mean I picked it because it's called The End, I thought you know uh, pretty much tells the story of the end of the Marvel Universe as we know it you know this uh, Akma 10 I think, I can't remember what the, the some pharaoh creature from back in the day gets some celestial powers and decides to destroy the entire mo- take over the world or universe whatever i'll be honest i didn't get an opportunity to read much of this i think i got like halfway through issue one uh obviously a big uh (laughs) marvel comics crossover with lots of characters uh they kill the x-men real quick uh uh dylan so you must have loved it right i read two issues uh i feel like i could have finished it but it's very fucking long like it's pretty dense i had to read the first issue in like three nights i think or something like that i was like fuck this thing still hasn't still hasn't finished um, I wasn't hating it, but I wasn't loving it either, obviously, but I may finish it. I, I, I'm undecided at this stage. It, it feels like a big crossover epic thing, but like at the same time, it feels, I don't know, it, it's like how I, I do enjoy reading like Infinity, Infinity War, um, Ultimates, Alliance, or whatever the fuck that, like I, I enjoy some big stuff, so 
I wasn't hating this as much as some other big stuff you, you recommended. I don't know what the fuck the villain is. I'm still very confused about. Especially because the first issue is like, it's all being, or no, the whole thing, I guess the whole thing. It's being told by Thanos. Being narrated, yeah, being narrated and told by Thanos. And he's not like slightly narrating it. And I think that's what causes a lot of text. Like each speech bubble he has explaining what's happening is like fucking 10 sentences or something. So it's quite <laughs> text heavy. But I wouldn't say I was hating it. Wasn't loving it. May go back to it. The first two issues, I just have a lot of questions. Like, I didn't, I guess you don't have a villain like Thanos that instantly grabs you in this sort of green, I think it was a green fucking blurb or whatever blob like or whatever fucking thing beam. it is. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, it just, it's not that sort of villain in anything. I'm just like, it's not really interesting, is it? You know, just a cosmic being type thing that you can't really. Yeah grab onto or get too intrigued by but yeah yeah it was it was it was two issues my review would be it's okay yeah uh kieran did you read much of this one i actually read it all so fuck you guys um <laughs> oh, <but>. wow <laughs> i actually found it i actually find this um interpretation of thanos really interesting i think him as we've already said i admire his writing throughout the mcu um, but then also I like the normal Marvel version of Thanos. I like his, his motives in, in this is a lot more, is a lot different compared to his kind of more, um, they give him more moral bounds in MCU where in the normal Marvel canon, he's in love with death and just wants to impress her. What? Um, is it, I'm not forgetting this wrong, am I? Like this is. Like, they explain early in that first issue that it's like, this is post him trying to, you know, he's failed yeah, and he's failed so many times. You know, like, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then it's interesting to see then Thanos kind of his own work, um, him not only teaming up with people that we see as good and on the side of good, um, but then his decisions and ultimately a lot of his discussions um, that lead to the end of this series. So I think if you enjoy complex characters that have um kind of a whole um deeper thought process for you to kind of dive into i would definitely recommend jumping into this and and like kind of having another viewpoint of thanos um in a different kind of timeline i think it's fantastic cool all right well i guess that brings us to the end of this episode of all new marvel cast uh let us know on twitter what you thought of avengers endgame or what you thought of the comics recommendation marvel's universe the end or what you thought of thor's arc in avengers endgame uh by going to explosionnet.com slash twitter find all of our twitters there let us know what you thought uh on all the above subjects <laughs> uh on our next episode of the mcu rewatch we will be discussing spider-man far from home so make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all new marvel cast.